Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is mosaic shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome to the gardens. I am so happy that you're here today to take this journey together as we talk about being six sensory beings and what that means to live in a six sensory world. Um, you know, I've been on the show here for a year now, and we've been planting seeds of wisdom in this garden together. And I know that some of you are just still tilling the soil. You're getting the soil ready, the awareness of change, knowing that something's not working and it's time to change something. And then some are planting seeds and watering them with education, the education to know what you want to do next and who's doing what you're doing and how you make those steps to move forward. And there are those of you that have um, broken through the ground with action. And you're moving through and you have the sun shining down upon you and you're growing. And you've taken the action steps necessary to create what you want in your life. And a lot are blooming in this beautiful garden. They're blooming with support, support of others around them that are are giving them the support to keep growing and nurturing themselves. And living a life where all things are possible. When you walk through your fears, let go of what you do not want to have what you do want. You can create incredible things in your, in, your, in your life. And you end up with a beautiful, gorgeous garden of who you truly are. You are that beautiful garden. And as you break through the ground and you get that support, you work with the gardener. You work with the gardener as you create this beautiful being that is called you. And you become the gardener. Because you know that you and the gardener are one, creating beautiful life. And, you know, as I look around, I see that there's one thing that has helped most of us break through that ground, that hard ground sometimes it becomes life. And as we've broken through that ground, we have used our six sensories. We use all of our sensories. And today we're going to talk about what it means to be living in a six sensory life. And as we do in the garden, we're going to start with the meditation. So I'm going to ask you to drop in with your breath to your belly, allowing it to expand and soften. Exhale, taking this time for yourself right now. To get grounded to wherever you are, taking a seat, dropping in with your breath, allowing your body to fill with that prana, that breath of life, that breath that gives you the growth to move forward and become the inspiring being you're meant to be. And as you're sitting in your garden and your sacred place inside your heart, go there, putting your hand on your heart, knowing that you're safe and everyone else around you is safe, knowing that all things are possible. All things are possible in this moment. As you sit in your garden, I want you to use all your senses. Smell what it smells like to be in this garden. Taste whatever's there for you to taste and enjoy that sense of taste. Reach over and touch. Touch the grass, the leaves, the flowers. Touch things in the garden so you know what it feels like to touch in your garden and have that ability to touch. And then I want you to listen. Listen to what the garden is saying to you there are sounds the birds the animals in your garden taking that 
and bringing that in. Now I'm going to ask you to be open to the sixth sensory. That is an understanding of intuition. Your higher self is joining you in the garden, and your higher self gives you a message. Listen to that message, because that message is what inspires you to move forward and live your purpose. Taking that time to go into your garden every day and connecting. As we send a schematic prayer of healing and love and light and open up this sacred space for this hour to grow in the garden and knowing all things are possible when we are willing to walk through our fears, let go of what doesn't work to have what does, and step into the most amazing life possible. Sixth century living. Um, When we listen to your inspiration, what inspires you? Do you feel like you have too much going on in your life and you're too busy to focus and listen because that's one of the main distractions that will keep you from listening to your sixth sensory and growing is when you have too much going on in your life when you get so busy that you can't hear God's message for you will um, busy yourself up with distractions and then you can't get the message back oftentimes people are taught to pray but not to listen and to be a sixth sensory being means to be able to have that ability to listen when you are not listening you feel disconnected from your source and then you feel alone and lost when unexpected things happen in life you don't have that resources to pull them up and to be in that place where you can heal so when you can have your six sensories open, you're able to open up and know how to heal. Oftentimes we, we need our foundation taken out from under us. Sometimes things will fall apart. It's a way to get us to stop and see what really works in life and what really is important. It doesn't feel comfortable. We don't like it. We can feel like it's not what we want and not our path. But it's necessary sometimes to start over because it can often lead to living your purpose. And it will help you be willing to walk through your fears. When you are willing to do that, when things fall apart and you surrender, there's times when you just can't go anymore and you've had enough and you tell your God source, I'm done, I've had enough. That's the time when the God source can get in and speak to you, when your God can speak to you and help you walk through your fears, making all things possible. Then life will open up because life is made of choices and when things happen in your life, you always get to choose how to react to them. You get to choose your path from the choices that come to you. You may not choose all the choices, but you do get to choose where you go with those choices. When you need to change, God will often step up and clear things out. He'll stop and he'll step in and he'll take care of things. And he may take away things that you think you want. These are the things that aren't helping you move forward. When you let go of what doesn't work, you can have what does. It may look like um, loss or sometimes often it it can seem like it's just not what you want, but it's often what you needed. I'm going to share a little bit of a story with you, and it's a personal story. So I don't believe I've shared this whole story on the the radio before, but I want to share it because there's there's so many out there that have these stories and can relate. I lost my grandmother. Um, she passed away. Um, she was my protector. She kept me safe. And I was named after her, Ellen Pearl, John, and I'm Christy Ellen. I'm the only grandchild named after her. And I was able to sit by her bedside as she passed. It was a great loss to my soul to have her go. She died at 95. She lived a full, inspiring life, and she inspired me in many ways to move forward. But soon after, not very long after, I lost my cousin. 
she uh, was my close friend and like my sister. We grew up together. We're five years apart. And we're a very close-knit family. Um, she passed away in her 50s, very young. She actually got taken a choice for five years of her life that took her on a path that no one wants to really go on. Drugs and alcohol, living on the street. Things happened. She wasn't able to deal with them, and she turned to alcohol and drugs. And that left her homeless for a while. I believe she was an angel that came into our lives, as some people do, to show us the path not to take. Because as I watched her, I knew that wasn't the path I was going to take. And she was a teacher. She had cleaned up her, her addictions and was doing pretty well, but she had gotten so many diseases from that addiction that it finally took her body at the age of 55, which is the age I am right now. So I lost my grandmother and my cousin within a year of each other. And then my son was put in jail for a substance that now we've decided to legalize. And he went to jail for 10 months for this particular substance of, of marijuana. And it was really hard. He was young. He was um, in his 20s. And um, it was a hard time to have him there. And then my marriage which was already having problems. And when you have a bridge that's, that's not working very well and you load it up with a lot of things like this, it crumbled and the bridge fell apart. And I didn't want that to happen, but it was the foundation, the very thing I needed to end. Um, I had been a Mormon housewife for 30 years. So um, I was given the vacation house in a new city, Moab, and it was my time to start over. I was 49 years old and just turning 50. And I got to start over in a new community. I um, also did not come with the financial gain of the marriage that we had accumulated over 30 years. Uh, went with my ex. And so here I was, and I was starting over, and I had a plan. And I'd taken that plan, and I decided that I stretched that money over 5 to 10 years. I could probably live if I lived really meager, and I would be all right. And then I would probably just exit the plan. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know I could live with him. I couldn't live without him. I didn't couldn't live with him. It, it was a no-win situation in my mind at that time. This is where the mind can take you. But God had other plans for me. So after I signed the divorce papers that day, I found myself feeling the most loss I've ever felt. And I crumbled into the snowbank, and I cried. And I heard this voice inside, which is my sixth sensory, saying, you know what, call the airlines and go to Thailand. And I thought, how crazy, I have no money, how am I going to go to Thailand? But I did have Sky Miles. So I called the airlines and asked if I could get a ticket to Thailand. I may have been crying a little bit at the time. I didn't express my story to the woman on the other end. And she told me I could not, and it was a $3,200 ticket. So as I went to hang up, she said, wait a minute, I'm Balinese. Have you ever thought about going to Bali? And I said, I don't know. I see. I saw the movie You Pray Love, but I don't know much about Bali. And she said, I can get you there if you can leave in four days for 900 sky miles and $50 tax. You're going to have to stay for three weeks or three months. And I chose to stay for three weeks. I upgraded to three months when I got there, and it cost me $100 more. For $150 and 900 sky miles, I flew to Bali in four days. Um, and when I got there, I didn't know what I was doing or where I was going. And that story can go on forever, so we're not going to get into all the details, but you can read about it in my book that I'm writing, An Awakening, One Woman's Journey Through Fear. But it's an incredible journey that I spent two and a half months in Bali. After being there two months, I went to get my visa, and they told me that I need to leave right then. Not even in the morning. I had to get on the plane and get out of there now, before, and they were going to fine me $200, or I was in violation of my visa. So... Um, I asked them where I could go, and they said, how about Singapore? And I did not want to go to Singapore because I just, it's not what was calling to me. But they said, how about Cambodia? So I flew to Cambodia for $125. The problem was that I couldn't take my bags with me or it would be $500. So I left my bags. And I've been traveling around Bali anyway with a day pack 
with my sandals, um, my tibas, uh, two, two little dresses, my zip-off jeans, and my raincoat, two pairs of underwear, and my toothbrush. So that's what I took to Cambodia, and I was there for a month. When I landed in Cambodia, they were having the first vote in 30 years, and there was civil war going on. So they told me in two days the vote was going to be there, and I needed to leave, I needed to leave um, Phnom Penh as soon as possible. So they took me on a bus over to Angkor Wat, where I spent two weeks. And then the, the Thailand decided to go to war with Cambodia over a, a Buddhist temple. They were both Buddhists, and they were fighting on this temple for three years. And they opened up fire on the border because of the the military having to go protect protect the king in Phnom Penh at the castle. So I was asked to I was told I should leave again. So we went through Phnom Penh over to Kampot, where I spent another two weeks. Now, when I first got to Thai, to Cambodia, I wanted to leave. I'd never seen so much poverty in my life. I've never seen so many maimed, beautiful people that were dealing with the bombs that are going off. It seems that no country really cares about what's happening there right now since um, Di- uh, Princess Diana had died and she had had that program to clear out the bombs. So there's bombs in the field. As their families are dying of starvation, they can't go out and till the fields because they will lose a limb. And a lot of, oftentimes they do. There were men that had no legs, no arms. It was very hard for me to take that all in. And the little kids that would ask for my food, they didn't ask for money. They asked for scraps of your food when you sat at a table. I lost 30 pounds on that trip because I couldn't eat because I felt so bad. And I give one person food, there would be 30 or 40 coming for it more. I had to understand that I couldn't save the world like I thought I could. So I wanted to leave, but God had other plans, and I was to stay there. So I stayed in Cambodia for one month. I had beautiful experiences there. And like I said, all these stories are going to be in my book. It's, it's called An Awakening, One Woman's Journey Through Fear. So what my point is, is when your foundation is taken out from under you, what do you do? Where do you go? I got to start over. I got invited to be on the radio. I started hosting a radio because plan A wasn't going to work. And I got back and I saw colors and beauty like I'd never seen before from my trip with these beautiful people in Bali and Cambodia who touched my heart dearly. And that started me to be on the radio and create this show. It also started Healing Art Productions, which I'm taking on the road now. So after a year of being on the radio, I'm taking a sabbatical. I'm going out and I'm taking Healing Art Productions, which is a a company where we're videoing people who are taking their shattered pieces of life and putting it back together. And we're taking it all over the United States and we're putting it on a new platform. And that new platform is... The Women's Broadcast Television Network, which is a visual platform where you can go in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and 6 p.m. Central Time to watch this live feed of All Things Possible. And if you go to All Things Possible trailer on YouTube and like it and pass it on, because the messages that these women and men that are sharing about healing through the art and how they took these stories I just shared with you of my life and their own lives and put it back together is amazing. So help promote this video. It'll create so much healing on the planet. People who have faced their fears and making all things possible in their lives. They are planting the seed of inspiration for everyone and making all things possible. So you can follow this on soulhealerspath.com. I'm going to be writing my book and videoing these amazing people that are out there changing the world. And I will be doing it on radio and on television. So when those things happen... 
to you that look like you've hit a bottom and your bottom has dropped out of life, you can get back up and you can start again. Starting over at any age, at any time. Being a shaman and a spiritual mystic as a sixth century being does not mean that you are immune to having hardships in life. It just means that you have the tools to see things from a higher perspective. You have the tools to rise above them, to see things from the place of egos we've talked about. You see the truth of who you really are, a spiritual being having an earthly experience. You know where to go for life's nectar and to heal. You are the healing and you do the healing. My guest today is a teacher, a celebrated author, a spiritual leader, a sixth sensory consultant, and a transformational visionary guide. She's the beautiful Sonia Choquette. And after break, I'm going to bring her on and she's going to share her stories and how we all can become six sensory beings and take the shattered pieces of our lives and put them back together. Because my friends, when you change your story, you change your life. Listen back in just a minute. It's time to live an inspired life. Join Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, as she enhances the quality of your life. Healing with art is Christy's focus. At SoulHealerPath.com, if you follow the steps and use the skill that Christy Ellen teaches in Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching, doing your part and taking 100% of the responsibility for your life, changing your life story, then in one year's time, you could be living the inspired life of your dreams. Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching offers four life coaching packages, starting with the Serpent Path, which is all about awareness and letting go of what you do not want to have and embracing what you do. Go to Soul Healer's Path and sign up for a one-month session of Clearing the Light Body. So come and walk the medicine wheel with Christy Ellen. Visit soulhealerpath.com or call 435-260-9598 for a special newcomer's one-month coaching package for just $300. Christy Ellen is an intuitive healer and master creator. Let her guide you to living the life to which you were born to live and go from ordinary to extraordinary. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back to the gardens. And today I'm talking with the beautiful Sonia Crochet. She's an educated storyteller, a beautiful and authentic woman that has taught me and millions like us to trust ourselves and listen to live our intentions by using all six sensory of our perception. Welcome, Sonia. Sonia. Thank you. It's so exciting to to have you you. here. Yeah, you know, I I trained with you in Chicago um, with Trust Your Vibes, and I've done the psychic path and, and on your online courses of Healing Your Heart's Desire, and I've just been so touched by everything you have done to help transform my life and those around us. So thank you so much for what you do. 
Well, I'm grateful. It's my it's my mission, my passion, and my great great joy to do that to empower people and activate their intuition and their ability to manifest, so that their lives are a real joy instead of just a struggle. Wonderful. And, you know, you have, I saw one of your newest books I, I've looked in, I've started reading it, is Walking the Pilgrimage from Humble to Healed. Um, can you mm-hmm. tell us about that journey and what went on? Because well, it touched me deeply. I, um, I think it's important to uh, reiterate what you said on your last segment about just because we're intuitive and aware and awake doesn't mean we're immune from life. And so that book I wrote about a particularly challenging passage of my life where I went through two sudden unexpected deaths and then the fallout of that was uh, then my marriage ended and I was just completely uh, depleted, lost a father, a brother, and a husband in a matter of six weeks. So it was it was quite an overwhelming experience and I was intuitively guided to deal with my losses and, and come to terms with the life my life has changed by walking the Camino de Santiago which is what I wrote in the book, Walking Home. And it just talks about how, you know, what my actual experience was walking this 580-kilometer experience. Um, It was 580 miles, 800 kilometers, and over a period of a month. And it was quite a holy passage, but it also was extraordinarily uh, physically challenging and but it was an opportunity for me to just be with my own experience listen to my guides be connected to the universe and come to a place of acceptance and and healing through uh, and find a way to a lot of loss and grief so what was the, one of the main lessons you learned um, from hiking that trail because there had to be many I imagine you had to go deep within mm-hmm. yourself to connect to your higher well, source. I think the biggest lesson I learned was, especially as a woman, how I've been so conditioned to be strong, resilient, don't ask for anything, caretake everyone else, and how mu- much of that had interfered with my ability to be authentically available to me. And that really created... Uh, a, a split between my my spiritual ideals and my human experience. And I learned to accept that my human needs as a person, as a woman, were, no, were not a fall from grace. That we all have our needs and that our needs, that getting over our needs or rising above them or, or pretending they're not there or using spirituality to bypass them doesn't work. And that it was important to find compassion love and grace for myself, which then allowed me to accept all these other very dramatic and unexpected losses in a way that was genuine and profound and really allowed me to find my way back to peace. Well, you were, you were speaking a little bit about gratitude there. So how does gratitude help us with our lives? I mean, what, what position does that make um, when things are just going wrong all around us? And I know right now there's a lot of fear on the planet. So how does someone deal with that fear and what, what part does gratitude play in that? Well, I don't think that um, gratitude is to be used as sort of this band-aid of denial. I think it's fine to say I'm afraid, I'm struggling, I'm not not clear, but if we look into our lives a little more closely, a great deal 
of what causes us so much pain is not what's happening, but what we are afraid could happen. And gratitude brings us back to the moment. And gratitude reminds us of what is happening. And gratitude helps us recognize that um, we are being supported. We do have uh, divine guidance. We are gifted and our needs will be met. And if we can, it keeps us present. It keeps us tied into reality because we can be grateful for what actually exists. Plus, it also allows us to look at life from a different point of view outside of our ego. It allows us to see things from a bigger perspective, one that includes our spirit and gives us an ability to find compassion for just the challenge of the human experience that we all go through. And it softens and opens our hearts so that we can... With a soft and open heart, we actually find resilience quicker. And we so find to have that, and, to have and, that and, compassion, but not to have denial. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to talk about that for a moment too about denial here, because I know a lot of what I'm seeing is people like love and peace and life is happy, but they're denying that there is these this turbulence that's going on. So to be aware of that right. turbulence, then you can work at changing it in a better place from from having. I mean, that doesn't mean you're not grateful for the things you have in life, but you can look and see that there are things going on that are just right. We don't, yeah, we don't want to use our spiritual tools as a bypass, as a way to try to avoid pain. Life is painful at times because life is temporary. So there's always going to be things that are causing us um, changes and questioning and, and, and leave us feeling a little ungrounded. So we want to have be real and grounded and authentic and saying this is happening it doesn't necessarily uh, leave me feeling reassured or secure it might leave me feeling scared it might leave me feeling in doubt of myself but at least I'm alive and I'm having the experience you know I'm I'm still here I'm still available I'm, and so I think that it's really important that we realize gratitude is the opportunity to be thankful that we're still here and have this human experience. And we so to be healthy is to be healthy is to enjoy the human experience, to to feel all parts of it, to be aware of that. I mean, well, there that's are a lot one of people... thing I've learned: all of our emotions are holy. We're not just supposed to look for the high, you know, the high peaks of emotion and just deny or or try to dance around the the deeper challenges. Every bit of life is holy. What we what we move toward, what we experience and what we let go of. And so I think that if we can look at the goal of life is to embrace it all. Just embrace it all then I think we're going to be a lot more guided. We're going to find our resilience. We're going to find our sense of confidence. We're going to, and still being fully appreciative of the, the, the challenges we're going through. 
So to wonderfully yeah, feel I, alive. Yeah, to feel whole and alive is is important. And and what what does it mean to? Um, I hear this so much about being a spiritual healer. You talked about it a bit that as a spiritual healer, you still go through these trials and tribulations. So what does it mean to be a spiritual? Well, for healer? me, well, for me to be to be the word healing means to become whole again. There's, it, it's a way to help us witness ourselves more accurately, more wholesomely, uh, recognizing our spirit, calling the parts of us that got fragmented or broken away or cast aside back, and to be to feel ourselves and see ourselves as worthy and loved and connected, not outside the 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 beauty and the love of the universe trying to get inside, but we are loved and part of the universe. So as a, as a teacher and a guide and someone who helps to heal people, I'm helping them feel whole and connected and, and loved. Oh, so wow. that's what healing means to me. And it's and that, not conditional on if we're pleasing someone or if our ducks are lined up in a row or... <laughs> Or our life looks good. It's like this, this is our intrinsic goodness, no matter what our human journey is presenting to us. And so that would help with people out there that feel like they're so alone to know that we're not. We're all connected. Absolutely. What? I actually think that is the biggest disease of the planet, that when you just get disconnected from your heart and soul and spirit, you do feel alone. The ego brain isolates us and gives us a sense that we're left behind or abandoned or not wanted or not included or not loved or, or somehow not part of something. And so that is the root of all human misbehavior and all human tragedy. So, so what what are you connected to, or how how does a person find that connection? What what is it? There's so many names you for connect. It's for, not like you're connected. You're 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 not trying to connect to the ego, the external, the appearances. You want to connect to the heart, the breath, and the spirit that brings you into uh, human beautiful. existence. Beautiful. We all heart. share the same heartbeat. We all share the same breath. We all come from the same source. And even though our exteriors look radically different, our interior and that life force that we share is the same. So we connect that way, not by if we look alike, sound alike, think alike, speak alike, have the same political ideas. We connect because we're alive. We're in the spirit and we're, we're here to have this human experience. That, that's so beautiful to think that we're all breathing in the same air. We all came from the same dirt. We're all going back. We all we all have the same somewhat, no matter where I travel, the, the pain's the same. People want their want to be happy, want to feel safe, want their children to grow up in a happy environment. You know, it doesn't right. happen that they way. They want to feel like life is, they want to feel like life includes them and in a way that, that's, that's loving. And when we connect to our breath, we connect to our spirit, and we connect to our heart, it opens, we feel compassion, we feel, we feel the connection instead of trying to think it, and we begin to find, if we find that self-acceptance, self-love, self-compassion, then we can begin to have a little more for our fellow man. We begin to take people's bad behaviors less personally and realize they're just struggling and they're, that's, they're doing the best they can, and and they're afraid, so they behave poorly. And it just allows you to enter a happier, friendlier universe and one that is less scary to you. 
Well, we've talked about changing our stories and changing our lives here on the radio. And what does it mean for you to start over? Well, I have. Since I wrote Walking Home, I got a divorce and moved out of the country. I live in Paris. I started all over in a brand new community. So it means that we, we actually allow ourselves to realize that though our external circumstances may have changed and are difficult or end, as long as our heart is beating, the breath is in our body, we have the power to create something new. And it's, I've been through a difficult transition, so I have a lot of compassion and want to encourage people who are starting over that, yeah, it might feel like it's too big to do, but you do it one day, one breath, one small intention, and one loving, compassionate feeling toward yourself at a time. Then you can find the authentic self in there. Um, underneath all of that stuff that's crumbling around, there's the ability to create a new find- foundation. Why is a pilgrimage and, so important in our lives? Oh, you can go ahead well, and answer that part. First too. of all, in a very simple and very practical level, when you walk, you synchronize your brain. You go left brain, right brain, left brain, right brain, and pretty soon you're 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 not fighting with yourself. You're actually starting to get into a more harmonious pace, and then you drop into your heart. So there's some physical things that that are very helpful, and then the the, the walking in nature, you start to really it, nature itself calms the mind and the ego and the fears, and you do start feeling connected. You start remembering, I'm part of the earth. I'm supported by the earth. It's beautiful. The vibration of, of the pilgrimage, the vibration of nature is, is, is absolutely loving. And it just was a journey back to self. It, it had to be a, like an opportunity journey in, to come back to what's in my yeah. heart. Well, and the journey in life, too, because there had to be times that were hard. Um, I know you said you started in snow. And then there, there was times that were somewhat joyous when you're meeting other people. And if we can be open to that part of life, that, that tells us that we have the inner strength inside. I, you know, I, I see that sometimes it looks to me like, especially when I'm working with women, that one of their major blocks is they care more about what the outward appearance is than the message they have inside. What would you share with, with, a, young, with, with a woman who's in this position of starting over? Well, first, I would say first, have compassion for yourself if you feel that way because you've been conditioned to feel that way. Society has put weight, a lot of pressure on you to look a certain way, to behave a certain way, to be loved. That, that's very different from men. And a lot of it is very superficial and very, you know, you have to be cute enough, thin enough, young enough, tall enough, yeah. tall enough short enough, who knows, big boobs enough. But yeah. none of that is real. That is just a social message that, so to, to recognize that this message is, is oppressive is important and to also recognize and it's not true it isn't yes. true that, well, that it, it's n- like a tape recorder that keeps going around and around <laughs> there's really no one behind it there's no force of uh, there's no human force that's saying and I'm the one that's judging that it's just like it, it just it's got a, 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 a pattern of its own so you have to be you have to be disciplined, and you have to be attentive, and you have to look for evidence for where that isn't true. By saying, and well, actually, 
I am loved, and these are the people who love me, and I am, I am blessed, and these are the blessings I have, and, and I am resilient because I got up today, even if I got up in a bad mood and feel demoralized. So I say baby steps with lots of self-love and encouragement and a lot of paying attention to what is real. And, and being able being to grateful yeah. for what is real will, will help you break out of all of those conditions that, that have been put on you that you've been told you need to be loved. And, and you, I have had the same experience getting divorced in my middle 50s and having to start all over. As, and people saying, well, you're a spiritual teacher. How did that happen? As if somehow that would prevent me from yeah. having human experience. Like Make the way it, it happened is it happened because we grew apart. That's how it happened. And yeah, it sucks. And still, my spirit is still beautiful and alive, and my guides are still with me. And the passage is difficult, but it's not going to. It's not going to take my spirit from me. Well, you so have, we the have tools. to find you courage, have... and we have to really laugh yes. and. and and feed our spirits the things we love to keep us going. So you find the tools, and you have the tools, and you have your guides, and you have your humor. Um, to somebody who doesn't really understand that, can you take a moment and explain what it means to have your guides? Well, you know, just like um, not like you and I are talking. You're in one part of the world, I'm in another, and we don't see one another, but we are actually communicating. That is... That is one way in which to demonstrate it's possible to be communicating with some, someone you don't see. So okay. just imagine that happening from one plane to the other. You know, like your guides are these forces of good in the universe that, that are benevolent, loving influences that some call your angels, some call, you know, my spirit guides, some call your ancestors. Every culture, every religious tradition in the world acknowledges that this exists and exists because life, we're always connected, even if we feel isolated. Only your ego can feel isolated. Your heart is always connected. So this is just open up and entertain with your imagination the idea that though I feel alone, maybe I'm not so alone as I'm convinced I am. Rather than try to convince your intellect, use your imagination, use a sense of wonder, and use a sense of play and say, okay, well, it certainly doesn't feel good feeling alone, so what if I imagine that I'm not and there's divine spirit help with me and I just have to ask for it? And so I'm going to do that. And I'm going to pay attention to any positive good things that happen to me today that I didn't expect. And I'm going to attribute that to being being helped. And I'm going to approach it like a game. Instead right. of like a scientific inquiry or, you know, a tribunal. I'm going to play with it like a game. And that's how you get this guidance to start helping you and showing up real quickly. So childlike fun. The ability to just let Absolutely. loose and, and be fun and imagine. As we because did when we were children. You get out of ego brain. You go to the heart brain. You open your heart. You get playful. That's how you receive and that's where you receive this sense of connection with the whole. And I know you use music and dance and movement in, in when you work with, uh, with people yeah, in groups. it's essential. All of these things get us out of the left brain. Your left ego brain doesn't have the biological, physical capacity to connect with, with subtle energy. So if you're stuck in your left brain, you will convince yourself you're alone, and you will pretty much have only that experience. 
But when you listen to music or when you dance or when you move and when you play, all of a sudden that feeling goes away. You start feeling connected. You have a different actual experience. And the brain can can then... Stay and out the of brain the way. goes to yeah. the right brain and the heart yeah. brain. And so you actually go oh, nice. to part of your biology that does allow you to connect. That's why I use those tools instead of just talking. Yeah, they, they made a big impact in my life, and I know in others, too. People sometimes are afraid to open up and do movement, afraid of looking silly and, and somebody making fun of them. Right. It's actually so we have probably, to, you know, kind of seduce them. You know, start just by a walk and maybe put a little rhythm in your walk and, and, you know, your spirit gets back into your body, and it happens step by step, but just be willing, you know, put on some good music, and, you know, instead of just, you know, listen to the news, put things in your life that actually get to touch your spirit, and you'll start to feel this spontaneous self-returning. So are there people out there living without their spirit inside, and how would they know that they don't have their spirit in there? Their they're spirits stuck in their, their heads. They feel extremely life. They feel extremely stuck, unmoved. They um, feel very alone. They have on their can be super negative. So that means you're disconnected from your spirit. So put on music. Put on play. Put on funny, funny, you know, TV shows. Things that make you laugh. And and even if you don't you know, go from zero to a hundred, even if it moves that meter a little bit, it's bringing your spirit back in. Go to nature. You'll notice the changes. Wonderful. Yeah. It's not that hard. As long as you're breathing, your spirit is a breath away. Just have to get it re-centered into your body. It makes you happy and lifts your soul. Um, So you're living Mm -hmm. in Paris right now. Are you still um, doing... um, uh, public speaking, and are you doing more online? Yes, Tell I us about where we can find about you. online courses. You can go to my website. I still teach in Chicago. I travel around the world. I have a lot of online courses. If people don't want to come or travel or can't, they can. I'll come to you through online courses. So just come and visit me on my website, and I have a lot of free gifts that will help you get back into your spirit and lift your spirit by just visiting me on my website. It's Sonia Choquette. Sonyashoquette.net. It's well worth it to go and, and see more of what you're doing. And thank you. I just want to tell you, you have been um, an inspiration for many. And I, I know that you you maybe see that people come up to you, but the ripple in the pond has gone out to so many people. My daughter was really struggling, and I gave her one of your books. And now she is a transformational coach who's teaching women how to heal from Yay. divorce. Yeah. That makes me so, you know, so happy. Thank that's you. That's what it's that about. That makes me. Thank you so much, and I wish you so much blessings and so much appreciation for the light you bring to the world. And thank you for honoring me with being on your show today. Well, I feel like the honor is mutual, and I appreciate all that you do and taking the time to be with us today. So, Sonia, okay. I hope to, to get to listen to you in person again and come up and shake your hand and, and meet you again okay. in person. So, <laughs> thank you. Until then, namaste. And everyone okay. go to shonacrochette.net. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's time to live an inspired life. Join Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, as she enhances the quality of your life. 
Healing with art is Christy's focus. At soulhealerpath.com, if you follow the steps and use the skill that Christy Ellen teaches in Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching, doing your part and taking 100% of the responsibility for your life, changing your life story, then in one year's time, you could be living the inspired life of your dreams. Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching offers four life coaching packages, starting with the Serpent Path, which is all about awareness and letting go of what you do not want to have and embracing what you do. Go to Soul Healer's Path and sign up for a one-month session of Clearing the Light Body. So come and walk the medicine wheel with Christy Ellen. Visit soulhealerpath.com or call 435-260-9598 for a special newcomer's one-month coaching package for just $300. Christy Ellen is an intuitive healer and master creator. Let her guide you to living the life to which you were born to live and go from ordinary to extraordinary. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. So welcome back to the gardens here. We were just having a conversation with Sonia Crochet. And you can go and learn more about Sonia at soniacrochet.net. She has been sharing her gifts and story to the world. One of the things that she brought up was how people sometimes think because we are inspired and healers and mystics that we have it all figured out. And that's just not true. As as we work through life, we don't have the tools. We have the tools that help us move forward. That's what makes us different. We still have hardships and hard things happen. People still die. We lost Wayne Dyers at 75. We're all going to leave this planet and we're all going to have a new experience. The difference is that we know that we have a short time. Buddha once said that no attachment to anything means that you know that nothing ever lasts forever. And that is the truth. Whether it be a relationship or it be the experience you have in your life right now, it will not last forever. Now, there might be a sadness that comes up about that, but the really truth is if you knew that in your relationship with yourself, with the people you love, your family, your loved ones, your beloved, that it was going to end, wouldn't you give it every bit of what you have right now? I used to, I talked to my clients a lot and said, you know, if you had six months to live, tell me what your life would be like. If you're not living that, I'm going to encourage you to do that because we come into this world and we leave it. And none of us, my dear friends, are getting out of here alive. And that time could be tomorrow, it could be next week, it could be 10, 20, 30 years. Some of us may live to be 100. Now, at 55, I may be halfway through my life. I may not. I don't know. All I know is I want to live every day to the fullest because it is a gift to wake up in the morning. And when things happen and things don't go right, it can be a struggle sometimes. I understand that. Things things happen, and and um, I can pull the gifts out. Just recently, um, I had five radio shows scheduled for Monday um, going on another platform for the radio as I'm traveling across the country. And as I had these shows all and these guests all lined up, Sunday on Mother's Day, 
somebody severed the cord to the main road to the house and we didn't know about it, but we had no internet. So I thought my world had fallen apart. I mean, I, I was under too much stress anyway. I had too much on my plate. I'd listened to Jaswani G talk to a couple of days earlier and I'd stayed up and talked to him and he said, you have too much on your plate. The anxiety you're having and you're feeling is due to your disconnection with your God source. I'd sat in sacred ceremony a couple of days earlier in a beautiful church where I was connected back to Mother Mary for the ceremony of Mother Mary. And I had my connection with Christ and how much I'd been angry at Christ as if it was Christ and God's fault for things that had been happening in my life. And that's what happens sometimes. You blame God. You blame others. You blame everyone around you for those experiences when those experiences are just stepping stones. So there is no internet. And I melt down. And I was like, I hate God. I hate everything. And by the way, those of you who are going, oh, no, no, I hate God. God doesn't have an ego. God can take everything. When I work with my children and was raising children as you raised children and as you were a child, there's many times you went to your parents and said, I hate you. You didn't hate your parent. And they knew you didn't hate you. Hate them. And God knows the same thing. So when I'm honest and authentic and I had my meltdown and I was just, ah, and you've been there. I know you have. I know you've been there and you've cursed God and you've cursed everything and you thought, oh my gosh, in a minute, because those, those, those metaphysical stories, that we, those metaphoric stories we've learned in the Bible tell us that something's going to come down and take you out right then. You're going to become Job and get thrown into a whale because you were yelling at God. That's not really what happened. And for five minutes, I threw a tantrum. I got in the car and we went to church. So when you're having a meltdown, go on with what something. And I went to seek something spiritual. Go seek something spiritual. And when we got to church, they were talking about the Eagles song, Time to Be Still. I think I'm trying to think of the name of it. just slipped my mind. Just, But it was about being still. It was about being still. And they were singing that song. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I was up and I was dancing. And I was crying. And tears were flowing because let the tears flow and get up and move. And I was dancing through that energy. Learn to be still. Because I heard learn to be still and know that I am God. Now I had to cancel seven shows my Monday and Tuesday. Call people. It was a, it was a, it was a new broadcast, a new, a new, the grand opening new show, first time. Canceled it. The world did not fall apart, but I did. And in that falling apart, I was able to surrender and use the tools that I knew. And then, you know, I kind of felt a little guilty about that. And then I looked at myself. I fell apart for five minutes. It wasn't five years. It wasn't five weeks. It wasn't five days. And it wasn't five hours. It was five minutes. So as we learn the tools, we know how to handle what's happening. We know how to move forward. You will know how to use move forward when you go and search out the tools. The tool of awareness. What's not working? The tool of education. How am I going to find what's working? How are you going to find what's working? What's not working? Let it go. And sometimes that requires the whole foundation taken out. And you might blame God for a while. And you might be angry. But know that when the foundation is taken out, then you can use the tool of surrender that shows up when you're in that awareness. This I can't do this anymore. I'm done. And throw it all out. My grandma, grandma used to say, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, Chris Allen. Don't throw the baby out. And, and there are so many things to learn. So the surrender that comes from the awareness and the education. So God spoke through me in education at church when they were talking at learn to be still and know that I am God. And that I still love you no matter what's going on. I heard that message. As I screaming my anger to God, I heard him say, learn to be still and know that I love you. Heard my God source inside say, learn to be still. The education and then the action. I got up and danced. The movement. 
I wanted to change the vibration of where I was. And to do that, I got up and danced. I was crying. I was the only one dancing. And pretty soon there were over 60 people dancing with me. They all got up and danced. I wasn't ashamed to take the action necessary to move forward. And you've got to work through that because not everybody is going to be cheering you on and saying, oh, go for it. You got it. Some people are going to go, are you silly? They're like crabs in a bucket. If you've ever gone crabbing, you get a bucket that's like four inches high and you put a crab in there, the crab will crawl out. But you put another crab in there and it'll pull that crab back down, rip its legs off. You get a bunch of crabs in there eating each other and they won't let you out of the bucket. So don't let yourself be the crab in that bucket. Crawl out of wherever you are by getting the support that you need. Those people that are going to say, go for it. I called when I got back and I said, oh my gosh, this thing happened and meltdown and people said it's going to be okay. And everyone that I called that I called on to interview said, if anyone had been had a problem with this and wasn't okay with rescheduling, they're not the people you want on your show. Now I bring amazing people out here to share with you inspiration. And I do that because it means so much to me to bring hope faith and trust with love back into this planet because there are people out there that are hanging on to that that know that that when they get knocked down they get back up and they become the heroes we're all meant to be you go through life and things happen and you get a choice when your foundation is taken out from under you to either be a victim or a hero please be a hero because we need so many more heroes on this planet right now heroes are those that take those stories of their life change them around and teach somebody else. I've invested everything I have in the radio. I've invested everything I have in the Healing Art Production video tour. I'm talking about physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually. I'm putting it out there because it's important that we know we can start our lives over. You can take the shattered pieces of your life and put them back together. You can have a beautiful garden and a beautiful life because you are that beautiful, inspiring piece of life. You are beautiful you are a spiritual being having an earthly experience don't get caught up in the illusion of thinking the opposite that this is this these things outside of you are real the fear that you're being thrown at from the media and everything around you is not real unless you make it real in your life you can make choices to change i stayed in cambodia because i needed to be there and to see what I could do. At first, I was overwhelmed and I thought I could do nothing. Then I started helping one person at a time, creating a new experience for that person and become a ripple in the pond, just like Sonia Crochette was a ripple in the pond for me that went out to my daughter, who's now reaching out to millions of women in the LDS Church learning to deal with divorce. And I'm helping women learning to deal with divorce and starting over and leaving the religious dogma if that's what it requires, and leaving a relationship if that's what it requires, and having the faith and trust to move into another one, not carrying the garbage from the past one with you. That's what I do at soulhealerspath.com. At soulhealerspath.com, I work with each one of you on an individual basis to leave back those things that aren't working for you, to let them go. I give you the support to move forward, and to create an amazing life where all things possible. Because think all things are possible. You have to be willing to walk through your fears. Let go of what doesn't work. Have awareness, education, action, and support. All of those things will give you a foundation to move forward. I'm encouraging you to go. Go and look at Healing Art Productions. Go and see All Things Possible trailer on YouTube. Go watch the All Things Possible trailer on YouTube. Go and 
like it, send it to your friends. Let's make it viral. I'm bringing women and men that love women on to a platform where you can learn more about all things being possible in your life. Because I believe in you. And I had people believe in me when I didn't believe in me. And there was a time I wasn't sure I could get forward. And I had the support of beautiful people who taught me to move forward. And some of the best, most amazing teachers. I've sat in sacred ceremony with the Mayan elders bringing the seven sacred skulls across the United States just because I happened to be at a place they were doing the ceremony. I've sat in sweat lodge with the ten grandmothers from all over the world, the Native American grandmothers. I have walked the path of the the Toltec in Teotihuacan with John Miguel Ruiz. I have gone to Angkor Wat. I have sat in that sacred temples and I have felt the energy of healers. I had Balinese healers step up when I needed them. My taxi driver, when I got off the plane, I didn't know where to go. A beautiful man showed up and I knew he was the right one because I listened to my six sensories and my intuition. And he said, where do you want to go? And I said, I don't know where. And he said, I know the best place for you. And then the next day, he took me to the temple to do the washing of the karma. And I've sat in Hindu temples, and I've sat in Buddhist temples, and I've been invited to gatherings all over the world in sacred ceremony in sacred places. And I'm going to tell you there's truth in every religion, and there's misfaults in every religion. But the most truth you're going to find is inside of you, listening to your higher source because you are that higher source. And I want so much to leave that message with you as I'm leaving and going on my new journey. I'm going to take my motor home across the United States. I'm going to film people that are using art and healing. I'm going to write stories. I'm going to create a book, an awakening, one warming journey through fear. I'm going to take another journey because when we go on a pilgrimage, we find ourselves. And it's time to redefine myself again. I'm 55 years old and it's time to go out. I appreciate everything Voice America has done for me. And I want to take this last little moment to thank them. Because if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be out here doing this journey. They inspired me. Thomas Burroughs, my co-executive producer, inspired me. Aaron and everyone else who worked there has inspired me. Voice America has brought a gift to me. And as I leave this platform and go on my journey, I want to thank them. There will be shows on the show until August 1st, so go and listen. Then you can go back and listen to them on MP3 and iTunes. They'll always be there. I'll always have a connection and love in my heart for Voice America. And I'll have my love in my heart for you. So go to soulhealerspath.com. Follow me on the journey. Let's take the next journey together. Namaste. And may the love and light always be with you as you are a divine being of love and light yourself. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Empowerment Channel. 